Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. We hope that through these studies you'll be brought into a deeper enjoyment of the Scriptures and of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. You can contact us by sending email to radio at lsm.org or reach us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now, let's join today's program. A human being can be compared to a transistor radio, which most of you are listening to right now. Every radio has a receiving apparatus that enables it to tune in and receive the invisible radio waves that are in the air. In the same way, every person has a human spirit, and when it is properly tuned in, it can receive the enjoyment of the triune God. This is Matt Miller, and Francis Ball is with me for an enjoyable life study from the epistle of 1 John. Francis, welcome to the studio where we'll be sending out some divine signals today, and, and we hope our listeners will tune in their spirits to hear what the Spirit is speaking through the radio today. Amen. I hope so too, Matt, because this is a tremendous secret that we've learned through this ministry, that we have a spirit that can tune in to the triune God. Francis, we're going to cover the 32nd printed message from the Life Study of 1 John. These messages have been unveiling the central view of the entire divine revelation according to the 66 books of the Bible. Would you give us a background of this central view before we get into today's Life Study program? Well, I believe, Matt, something that Brother Lee mentions in this particular message would give us the best background. What we'll be speaking about in this message is the central view of the entire divine revelation according to the 66 books of the Bible. Concerning this matter, the first epistle of John is the continuation of the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John reveals that Christ has come in to accomplish everything for God's economy. And now he is ready for us to receive him by believing in him. After we receive him, we should love him, and through his love we should love the brothers. The first epistle of John tells us how to enjoy the triune God who is the divine life to us. We enjoy him by remaining, abiding, dwelling in the divine fellowship. As long as we stay in this fellowship, we shall enjoy the triune God as love and light. The triune God is within us for our enjoyment. That's what this message is all about. Well, it's not just what this message is about, but I would say it's what the whole Bible is about. It's what this ministry is about. And uh, hopefully we can bring our listeners today into what you just referred to, Francis, as the enjoyment of God as love and light. Amen. Well, why don't we go to Witness Lee now for his speaking from July 7th, 1983. According to the entire revelation from the Bible, God's intention is to work himself into us, that he may be our life, and that we may live by him. 
to be his very expression. Number one. Number two, to work out this divine intention. God himself has to be triune. He has to be triune. He has to be the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Why? Without being triune, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, He has no way to work Himself into our being. To work Himself into our being, He has to dispense Himself. He has to uh, impart Himself into our being. If he couldn't do this, how could he work himself into our being to be our life? You see? If he couldn't enter into us, how could he be our life? It's impossible. If he remains just an object for us to believe and to worship. He could never be our life. In order to be our life, he has to be dispensed into us. To do this, he has to be the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. We know he created man in this way for this purpose. He created man in his own image that one day he may come into us, that we may become his very container, enjoying him as our life and nature to express him. Francis, I like these words, enjoying him as our life and nature to express him and but I want to go back to a comment that Witness Lee made and ask you a particular question. He said, if Christ remains just an object for us to believe in and to worship, he could never be our life. In order to be our life, he has to be dispensed into us. So I want to ask you, what's the difference between God being an object to worship and God being dispensed into us to be our life? Well, Matt, that's a vast difference. To be an object of worship is the way many, many people have viewed Christ. In the Bible, he's revealed as being God himself as the Son. And we need to see the whole story of the Bible, because the Bible's main purpose is to show us that this wonderful God, whom some believe in such an objective way, is really a subjective God, because God has gone through certain processes to make it possible for him to be in us. God is eternally himself, and he should be worshipped. He should be acknowledged in everything. But in order to get into us, to be life to us, this takes a certain process on his side. So he became a man, and he went through that whole process of human living, even the process of dying on the cross, that settled the problem of our sin and made it possible for God to come near us and even come into us. But for him to actually get into us, he had to resurrect. 
He resurrected, and in that resurrection, according to 1 Corinthians 15, 45, the last part of that verse, it says, The last Adam became the life-giving spirit. Certainly that was a process. For God himself to become a man, that's a process. For this man to live the God life on the earth, that's a process. For him to die on the cross is a process. For him to be resurrected is a further process. And actually, you can say that was the utmost process to become the life-giving spirit. Now, God, as the triune God, Father, Son, and Spirit, is now altogether the processed God in the Spirit, to get into our spirit to be life to us. That's why we enjoy him so much. You know, Francis, as you're talking, it reminded me of a verse in 1 Corinthians. It says that the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. And we're talking about how our spirit is like a receiver in a radio to receive God. And our spirit is subject to us. Will we receive God or will we not receive God? And I remember one time uh, I was in a, a Christian meeting and we were enjoying God in that meeting. And when you enjoy God, you're using your spirit to tell the Lord, I love you. Uh, you're singing, praising the Lord. You're, you're rejoicing. And sometimes it becomes quite loud. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was one visiting our meeting and he was not used to people enjoying God. Yeah. And this was strange to him. And, and I remember him asking us the question. He was almost upset. And he said, where's the reverence? Where's the reverence to God? And uh, in other words, he only knew God as an object of worship. I'm trying to underscore this point here. Right. In other words, he only knew God in a way to be quiet, to bow down, and be reverent as an object of worship. But God wants more than that. Absolutely. His whole plan is to get into us to be our life and our enjoyment. And I can certainly relate to your accounting of that meeting. I've been in a number of meetings like this where our enjoyment of Christ really takes us out of ourselves and exercises our inner being, our spirit, to be one with the Lord is a real enjoyment. It's not a state of confusion, but it is an enjoyable time of receiving the Lord. Amen. Well, let's go on, Francis, to the next section with Witness Lee as we see more on this matter of the divine dispensing. Today's theology, the only choice that sin of God came. In their concept, the sin of God came living the Father in the heavens. But the Bible says when this thing came, he came in the name of the Father, and he came with the Father. Uh, when he became man, uh, living on this earth, even that living period, he was not alone, he told us. Even in that 33 and a half years, the Father was with him. So, the sin came to be a man and lived as a man in the name of the Father and with the Father. And even he told us that while he was on the earth as a man, he was in the Father. And the Father was in him. This is what called co-inheritance. Not only coexistence, but co-inheritance. The first one 
is in the second one, and the second one is in the first one. It is by this co-inhering way they coexist. You see, they coexist co-inheringly. What is this? I don't know. But this is the clear word, especially in the Gospel of John. Because he came in the name of the Father, and with the Father, and in the Father, and having the Father in him, co-inheringly, so his name is called the Eternal Father. Who is this one? Well, wonderful. So, his name is called Wonderful. We cannot analyze, neither can we systematize, no. We just take the fact as revealed in the Bible. Well, Francis, his name is called Wonderful. Let's talk about these two words that Witness Lee just introduced, co-inherence and coexistence. Because the Son came with the Father and in the name of the Father, and because he coexists in the way of co-inherence with the Father, he's called the Eternal Father in Isaiah 9-6, which is also the verse he's called Wonderful. Can you help make sense out of this for our listeners? <laughs> that is quite wonderful. I think that's the best word to use, wonderful. It's not a matter of fully understanding, comprehending it, but it is a revelation. And you can know that this is a glorious fact. He's called the Father because he is the Father incarnated to be the Son, to be incarnated into a human being. And this is more than wonderful. This matter of coexistence indicates that they existed at the same time. And co-inhere means that they lived in one another. The Father was in the Son, and the Son was in the Father. This is a co-inhering. But coexisting indicates time, that he's always coexisted with the Father. When Christ came as the Son of God, he came with the Father. And he was coexisting with the Father at that time, and he was also co-inhering with the Father. So he could be called the Father. He himself said, the Father is always with me. Even in his humanity, he could say, the Father is always with me. I can do nothing of myself. But what I see the Father doing, these also the Son does likewise. This is a marvelous thing, Matt, that we could have a, a real experience and an enlightenment that this co-inhering and coexisting of the triune God is for eternity through time into eternity. You know, Francis, uh, Chris Wilde and Ron Kangas did two programs that got into this matter in great depth, and I don't think we can even scratch the surface of the detail that they got into. So I would just commend our listeners for more on this subject. Get the printed materials that we're going to give the number four at the end of the program, and also listen to those two programs just done in the last few days with Ron Kangas and Chris Wilde. And those programs are available on the Internet where any of our listeners can go back to them. We list on the Internet the speaker. And so if, as you see, RK, that's Ron Kangas. He's on there twice in a row with Chris Wilde. I'd encourage the listeners to go to the Internet, get those messages, or call up and we can send out the tapes or 
the CDs. We do now have audio CDs available of all the radio programs. Very good. How about if we go on now and uh, go back to Witness Lee for the conclusion of today's life study? We don't mean to fight for doctrines. No. Our burden is to uh, minister the very triune God as life, as everything to us, that we may enjoy all what He is. God as triune is right now in me as the all-inclusive compound life-giving spirit. And the spirit is the ointment, is the anointing oil. Right now, what is in me is the triune God, not merely one-third of the triune God. No, but the entire triune God. He is in me moving, acting, living, and this moving this acting, this living is the anointing. And this anointing within teaches you all things concerning the triune God. The Bible shows us clearly this very triune God. After all the processes, incarnation, human living, crucifixion, resurrection, and ascension, he consummates himself in the all-inclusive spirit, coming to dwell in our spirit. We do have such an organ. This is the recipient of today's transistor. You know, you have transistor. That is our human spirit. When we turn to the right number, we all can testify. Music's from the heavens come in for our enjoyment. We enjoy. We enjoy the very triumph God consummated as the life-giving spirit in our spirit. Saints, this is why we are here. This is why we are so strong for the human spirit to enjoy, to experience this divine, all-inclusive spirit. And this is why we are so strong to say that our Lord today is the entire triune God. He is the Son with the Father and as the Spirit. Francis, He's the Son with the Father and as the Spirit for us to enjoy. I really like this picture of the radio, and I referred to it at the beginning of the program. I think it's fitting we end up with this same example because it's so vividly clear to enjoy music or anything on the radio. You need to be tuned in, to be tuned in to the right number on the dial. Otherwise, you could be, there could be the greatest thing in the world going on on the radio, and you don't even get any benefit of it because you're tuned into the wrong frequency. You're getting something totally different. So, but when our spirit is tuned in properly, we can touch, we can experience, we can enjoy the all-inclusive spirit. How about if you end up the program today by helping our listeners learn how to properly be 
tuned in. This is the most important thing, I think, in the Christian life, that we know how to properly tune in to the Spirit. This Spirit is now, as we said, the all-inclusive, life-giving Spirit who gives life to us in our spirit. For us to tune in, we simply need to call on the name of the Lord. Something marvelous transpires when we call on the name of the Lord Jesus. Even the Lord said this himself, Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Salvation is a big word in this context because it includes receiving Christ's redemption through his precious blood shed on the cross, and it also includes receiving the life-giving Spirit who is the triune God as the Spirit, the Father in the Son, the Son as the Spirit in our spirit. By exercising our spirit in this way, we are tuning in to the triune God for our enjoyment. If you want to enjoy God, not just believe in him, but to enjoy him, you just call on his name. This releases your spirit. This opens up your spirit to receive the triune God as he's dwelling in you, bringing you into this all-inclusive Father, Son, Spirit, God. The spirit now contains all that God is and is now in our spirit for us to be the enjoyers of the triune God himself. Matt, this is too marvelous. We can't put in words what it's like, not only individually, but certainly we can individually enjoy God in this way. But corporately, with other Christians, we can all tune in to the same station that is our spirit and receive the benefits and the enjoyment of all that God has accomplished. Francis, I remember being in a meeting one time and the vision and the revelation from the Word of God was so high. Inwardly, I feel like fireworks were going off. It was so wonderful. Like you're describing, this is amazing. Uh And I remember walking up to a brother and saying, wow, wasn't that wonderful? And he looked at me in a deadpan face and said, what's so wonderful about it? Uh I was shocked. He was in the same meeting I was in, and he didn't get it. You know what? He was tuned in to the wrong frequency. That's right. And I really hope our listeners today are not just tuned in to our radio station and hearing us or the internet or wherever they're hearing this, I really hope they're tuned in to the Lord in their spirit. Yes. Really getting the infusion and dispensing of the triune God. That's right. And the way to start tuning to the right station is just to call on the name of the Lord. Somehow that puts you in contact with your spirit, which is the recipient of this all-inclusive God who is now the spirit in our spirit. Well, Francis, we've run out of time, and uh, that's a good way to end the program is with an appeal for the listeners to call. Amen. You know, a lot, that's the way most radio programs end is they ask you to make a call. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're doing that as well. We, we're asking you to make two calls. Uh, we're asking you to uh, call us to get more materials, and the phone number is one 543 3788 An easy way to remember that is it's 888-LIFE-STUDY. But in addition to that call, we ask you, wherever you are right now, turn your heart to the Lord by calling, calling on the Lord, Lord Jesus, to tune in to the real dispensing from him to you that's beyond what we can give you in a radio program. You can connect to the very source of these riches that we're talking about on the radio today. So we ask you, make both calls. Call us to get the materials or more information, but also make the call to tune in to this divine 
radio that's out there today. The last word today is call. Francis, thanks for coming and being with me. Thank you very much. If you'd like to contact us by mail, you can send letters to Living Stream Ministry, P.O. Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814, or send email to radio at lsm.org. On behalf of Francis Ball, this is Matt Miller. Thank you very much for listening today. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Did you know that you can now enjoy the writings of Witness Lee and Watchman Nee on your PC or Mac, tablet, e-reader, or smartphone? Just go to lsm.org slash ePublications to find out more. Again, that's lsm.org slash ePublications. And thanks for listening today.